Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rolls and historicals. Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right. Today on the show, we have Prashant Satiskar. How are you doing, Prashant? Good. Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Thanks for being on. If you want to start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Absolutely. So this is Prashant Satiskar based out of Dallas. I'm a recovering technologist, spent... 20 plus years in the technology space, first as a consultant, then as a business owner. I started investing in single families back in 2005, but over time kind of realized quickly that I couldn't scale. So jumped into multifamily first as a passive in 2016, went into, you know, almost at 2,500 doors as a passive investor within a year and caught the bug, you know, thought of making the move. So jumped into being a GP and a, you know, asset manager in 2016. So we started our company in 2016. Now we own 700 plus doors. We've gone full cycle on one of the deals already. So this is what we do full time. So essentially, you know, buy B and C class multifamily assets in the Texas major markets. Thanks for being on, Prashant. I know you're a big financial analysis guy, so let's (laughs) let's talk about some of the key things that you focus on when it comes to financial analysis. Yeah, no, sure. So as asset managers, really, I mean, our goal is really to maximize the potential of every asset, right? So there's several things we look at, you know, operations, CapEx, contracts, you know, managing staff and stuff. But financial analysis part is a very critical aspect of what we do, right? Because that's where the data is. That's where we, you know, get some actionable data to act on other areas of our, you know, asset management duties. So what do we look at, right? So typically, obviously, we start first with occupancy collection and NOI, so which is the most common metric that people look at. We currently use a third-party property management company, so we get our daily occupancy and collections report automatically through Resmin, which is what we use. And at the end of the month, we get the financial package from our property management company. So that's where the NOI comes in, right? So we look at, you know, P&L first to figure out what is our NOI trends. And we also look at budget to actuals to see how we are trending, you know, compared to what we had budgeted, what we are spending. 
and within you know digging deeper into the NOI aspect of things, you know we are looking at the revenue side to see if we are optimizing revenue. Right. I mean, you can have revenue trend that you see going up, but we look deeper to see is there any opportunity to make it better, right? So we look at things like, you know, are the rents okay compared to the market comps? How are our CapEx improvements impacting the rents? Are there any opportunities to increase rents? You know, we look at things like renewals because depending on the seasonality, you know, we may have a different strategy for renewals and, you know, do we want to give concessions and all that stuff, right? So that's on the revenue side. Same thing on the expense side. So we look at, where can we cut expenses? Looking at contracts, looking at R&M, you know, payroll and all that good stuff. That really gets us to the NOI part, which kind of gives us a directional view on where we are heading. But the NOI metric in itself is really not as meaningful as operators, right? So NOI is great when you're buying a deal and when you're selling a deal that gives you the value of the property. But the real metric that we are looking for is cash flow, right? So you can have a great NOI, but if there's stuff below the line in your books that eats into all that cash that you generated, then your cash flow can be zero. So the next level of analysis that we try to do is, you know, figure out where we are on the cash flow perspective. So that's where we look at statements like the cash flow statement, AP aging statement, you know, our balance sheet, et cetera. And that's where we see we can dig deeper into unplanned capex, for example, that goes below the line that can eat into the cash, right? Or, you know, your cash flow statement might show you, you got 100K worth of cash that you generated, but you may have 120K worth of accounts payable that's sitting there that you don't know of that that is going to eat up all that cash. So the basically, we start top down and dig deeper into these various aspects of the financials to truly understand, you know, what is our financial position, right? And then we make some adjustments. A lot of times, you know, we have to do some reclasses and stuff. You can move stuff, you know, moving stuff above the line or below the line to kind of manage our business plan and make some decisions on where do we need to cut back? Where do we need to spend more, et cetera, et cetera. So really it's a top-down analysis that we do. And we have several KPIs that we look at in addition to our standard income expense and NOI stuff. But in the end, really, it's all about cash flow, And that's what we're trying to get at on a monthly basis. We just want to keep an eye on that metric. I love how you answered that. I mean, that's exactly what Kyle and I do. And I love that you mentioned accounts payable because I think that's where it could look really rosy if you're not looking behind the curtain, you know? And, absolutely. And, and property management companies will fool you sometimes on that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've had situations, I mean, like I mentioned, I was a passive first, right? So we had situations where I'd invested and people distributed too early thinking, didn't, didn't, not knowing that there's all this hidden stuff, which had to be paid at some point, And that's when it comes and bites you, right? And suddenly you realize, oops, you should have held back a little bit to pay all those bills that you didn't know existed. So I want to dive a little bit deeper. You mentioned some of these other KPIs that might not be, you know, what everyone else is looking at. So I'm, I'm curious what you're looking at as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's all about even at the marketing side, right? I mean, we are looking at how much are we spending and what is the return of the spend that we are getting, right? Also traffic, let's say we have X number of traffic, but what is the conversion rate? You know, are you monitoring all that stuff? If you're spending X dollars on CapEx, what is the ROI that you're getting? Are you really getting the rents that you need to get? Or do you make some tweaks to get the ratio correctly? 
And on the financial side, it's really, I mean, always start with, you know, the standard NOI stuff and then dig deeper into getting to the cash flow component of it and tie all these things together, right? Besides uh, Resmin and Excel, do you have any other tools that you're using to help track the conversion and whatnot? No, so far, I mean, that's the goal to get to an automated system. But this, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been just improving our Excel model. And now we feel that we've gotten to a stage where we can get the metrics in a fairly automated fashion. And we are looking at some building really our in-house BI-based tool that can give us a little bit more robust dashboard-like metrics that we can look at rather than, you know, doing it on manually. But so far, it still happens to be Excel. You know, when you're going through your financial analysis, do you have a standard, you've listed all the different things, but do you have like a checklist that you use every single month or because you've just kind of taught yourself over time and you've you've got it nailed in? Yeah, it's not. I mean, we've got like a template which really, you know, follows that process, right? You know, we start top down and can keep drilling deeper and are really the last line in our analysis is, okay, how much cash do we have? So we kind of keep tying all these pieces together, but there's no specific checklists as such, but it's really all these components that I just mentioned, right? Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. All right, Prashant, what is your asset management superpower? I mean, I'm an engineer and I had a consulting company. So in my past life, really, I was used to dealing with various functions within the company, like marketing, sales, you know, consulting, operations, and how all these things tie together. And asset management is really the same thing, right? I mean, essentially, you have all these moving parts and you tweak one lever and it impacts something else. So essentially, that experience has helped me. So I guess, you know, understanding the big picture and tying all these pieces together and being agile and acting on the information that we can gather is really what I think I can do a pretty good job of. Yeah, perfect. Well, Prashant, we appreciate you coming on, talking to us a little bit about financial analysis. If you can tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. Absolutely. They can go to www.catequity.com. That's our website. So that's C-A-T-E-Q-U-I-T-Y.com. Or they can email me at Prashant, P-R-A-S-H-A-N-T at catequity.com. Awesome. And to our listeners out there, thank you for listening in. If you like this episode, please help us out by giving us a like, subscribe, and review so we continue to grow the podcast. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks, Prashant. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.